Hey everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Scott Jans and Ariane Petrucci. This is episode nine. Top three letters you need to know before going out in nature. Are you going to tell us what those top three letters are? Yes, I will tell us. Uh, no, the show is over. Tease. No, I am going to. I am going to share the, th- the top three letters, and that is L and T. Leave no trace. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Leave No Trace is a great topic to be talking about. So it doesn't make any difference whether you're backpacking, you're, you're day hiking, you're cycling, you're climbing, uh, you're snowmobiling, you're just car camping. It makes no difference. Um, when you, the, the reason why we want to do this episode is when, you know, to kind of teach people that when you are in the outdoors, respect Mother Nature. But we, we come across so many people that have no idea what Leave No Trace is. So we thought we'd do a show and um, kind of explain uh, Leave No Trace. And so it's really important that um, that everybody understands what that is. So Leave No Trace. Absolutely. Yeah. In this episode, we're just really going to discuss what Leave No Trace principles are and why it's important for you to take that knowledge with you out there. So I guess let's kind of go over the seven principles of Leave No Trace. Yeah, okay. So there are seven principles of Leave No Trace. Um, Number one being plan ahead and prepare. Uh, Then you've got travel and camp on durable surfaces. Dispose of waste properly. That's a big one. I know, I can't wait to get to that one. Leave what you find. Minimize campfire impacts. Respect wildlife. And then, of course, the last one, be considerate of other visitors. Yeah, so um, there's a there's a, a couple in there that um, are hugely important right now, especially going on in uh, Georgia. We, we uh, do this podcast in Atlanta, Georgia, and there's a huge, huge drought going on in, in Georgia right now. So one of those principles is highly important for people that are going to go camping in the fall. Um, which is this time of year. So we'll get that to that in a minute. Um, so plan and prepare. Yeah, we have actually talked about planning ahead and preparing for it. Well, we've discussed it in multiple episodes in multiple ways. I think, you know, it is number one for a reason. And it's just so important because that is actually going to set the tone for your entire experience outdoors. Yeah, so... Um, why plan and prepare? Why did Leave No Trace put that number one? Well, there's a reason why. Um, I would say that uh, Search and Rescue or SAR, um, they are not there because day hiking or people that have gone out day hiking, it's gone well. Uh, Search and Rescue (laughs) is there for a purpose. And that's because what people think is just a short day hike or I'm just going to go hike a few miles or... You know, hey, you know, I, I, I'm going to try to go out and beat the rain. Uh, planning, preparing is is huge. And so the reason why that's the number one principle is that we want to prevent anybody at any time for any reason needing search and rescue. And there's a couple tips that will help prevent that. And that is just using common sense, planning and preparing your day hike planning or preparing your backpacking trip, planning or preparing your climbing event for the day. 
and that is letting people know where you are, letting people know what time you're going to get back, and having a backup plan just in case you know you don't you don't meet those those two. And so, um, you know, carry a map with you. I think that's a you know, I'm a big firm believer of maps and I'm a big firm believer of actually understanding how to read those maps. So that's a whole different topic altogether. Um, but even if you're going out there for a day hike, please do have a map on you because, you know, search and rescue will tell you hands down that it's day hikers that are the number one, um, you know, reason for them being called out into the field. And, you know, day hikers do believe that their experience is only for a few hours. But what happens when something does go wrong, and it's not always going to, but in that off chance that it does go wrong, your several hours have now multiplied by three or four. And, and, and that's when you get into trouble and a map comes in handy in those areas. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we, our friend, um, uh, pig, pig, big pig, outdoor, outdoor.com, right? Big yep, pig, outdoor.com. Andrew, yep. Andrew, um, when, you know, he is, he was a ranger in the great smoky mountain national park and he did a lot of search and rescue. And, you know, um, when he, he talked, it was a lot of times, People just not uh, planning on how hard the hike was going to be for that day. So if you're going to go and and do a, you know a long distance hike or just a hike for the day, you know probably not a good idea is to break in your boots that day. Um, so <laughs> yeah, because you're probably going to end up with yeah, blisters. And, and you know he said that that was his top number one uh, going out and rescuing people is because they had. Uh, they couldn't walk anymore. Right. I mean, their their feet were spaghetti. Yep. Basically, and so. Yeah, but that's happened to me before, you know. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. And I've had broken in shoes, but um, yeah. But you know, you don't want to. That that's one of the things with planning and preparing. So, you know, people forget that and bring a rain jacket. I mean, there's been many times where it's been really sunny and warm in lower elevations, and then you hike up. Hey, let's kind of hike up that ridge, and then you get up to the ridge. It's three thousand feet, and you're in a torrential rainstorm, and winds are gusting to thirty-five miles per hour. You know, and you're in a t-shirt. Yeah. So, plan and preparing is always is always really good, right. no matter what you're doing. Just letting people know where you're going. And what you're what, out is. Yeah, and what time you're going to get back. Yeah. And if I don't get back at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon, hey, man, maybe, Something you know. Something went wrong. Yeah, and, you know, like maybe you should leave them a, a, a contact information of a ranger or, or somebody that they can call the National Park Service, that wilderness area, that state park, and just saying, hey, my friend was hiking in your area. They said they're going to be back at 5 o'clock. They're not back yet. So... Um, planning and prepare, you are never going to go wrong with that. Right. And it goes beyond something, the potential for something to go wrong. It goes, you know, know your area, know the weather, uh, know where you're hiking, know what the rules and regulations are. Um, so you're prepared uh, for whatever you might encounter out yeah. there. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's such a broad subject and we can go on and on and on and on. And, you know, and it, it I, and I think it is, it's just do, do some basic research and knowledge um, before you get out there um, so that you have just a base knowledge of what you will experience. And I just, it's so, it's so important 
for your experience to be that of a positive experience versus a detrimental experience. And and that can make all the difference is just preparing. Yeah. Well, you know, people that um, backpack the Appalachian Trail for the first time, especially in the spring when they when they uh, attempt a through hike, you know, you would think, well, what does planning and preparing have to do with leaving all trays? Well, I can tell you that most of these backpackers that overpack and are carrying, they did not plan and prepare for a 2,000 mile trek through 13 <laughs> states, are dumping their gear on the trail. Oh, and, yeah. And, yeah. And by the way, that is leaving a trace. If you are dumping, <laughs> you know, food items on the trail because your pack is too heavy, uh, because you did not realize that, hey, Georgia has mountains. Um, it does. It does. Well, <laughs> retrospectively, but yeah. they are mountains uh, at the end of the day. Up in north, yeah, they yeah. are. Um, so anyway, so that's that's number one. What's number two? Number two is travel and camp on durable surfaces, and this is really a, a pretty heated argument when you start to get involved in like the nitty gritty details of of what. Um, you know, traveling on durable surfaces mean. And and I like this one a lot because it, it really makes you think about y- your impact out there more so than maybe some of the others because you are literally walking out into, well, whatever you're doing, you're biking in it, you're, you're skiing in right. it, you're whatever the, ca- whatever the case is. But in regards to backpacking... Well, you know, especially in wilderness areas, because you know, in wilderness areas, in wilderness areas, you can kind of, kind of camp wherever you want to. Okay. Sure. The problem is, is that every anytime you make a new campsite, you know, you're impacting that area um, that was not impacted before by man. You know, you're you're matting down an area, and then the next person that comes behind you that says, "Oh, wow, that's a camp spot," and then after a while. You know, what you thought was just going to be, you know, like a makeshift campsite for the night now has become, you know, nothing's growing anymore. You've completely impacted the environment. And so now it's an extra campsite that, um, you know, your 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 Department of Natural Resources or your land management bureaus didn't really count on. So yeah. a lot of times that the, the reason why camping on durable services is so important is because they want you to really kind of kind of stick to the designated camp areas that have already been established um, and making sure that you're not impacting um, new growth or old growth areas and just keeping that the way it is and and there's a reason for that right you know yeah yeah, absolutely Absolutely. but we've run into a lot of places in the wilderness that because the impact has been so heavy they've actually roped them off now to try to regrowth that area right so north georgia um and 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 huge parts of uh, north carolina we've noticed have really taken that and try and reclaimed that area for um, growth to to redevelop um, in its natural form, and you know it's it's gotten so much abuse um, that they've they've had to take it back from the human impact. Right, and they um, should, and they and they absolutely should. Um, and so I think that's you know when you are um, walking through the woods, uh, you're walking through the desert, you're walking through whatever what whatever area you're. 
accustomed to, to going in. Next time you go out there, really think about your impact and are you greatening that impact by um, by walking through that. So it is really as basic as stay on trails, yeah. camp in designated areas. Yep, absolutely. Um, you, know, you know, we all... I mean, we're about to talk about this next urination and 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 so on and so forth. But we're gonna talk about poop. We are gonna talk about okay. poop. But I think that this is this is really something um, that I took away from you know learning a lot more about of L and T, leave no trace. Is that when you when you actually urinate in the woods, you're not wanting to go in the most. Um, you definitely don't go on the trail. <laughs> that's just that or, you know. <laughs> that's not a good idea. Or, or you know, if you see wildlife, don't go in your pants either. That's, right. that's, that's, that's bad. <laughs> but you know, they you know, L and T actually requests that you go on a, a hard surface such as a rock. Right. Um, you know, just urination alone. Um, you go on a rock because what you're actually doing is dispersing um, that into a form that that will dissipate more naturally and 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 spread itself out and evaporate and, quickly and, and evaporate much more quickly and so you know a, an animal isn't going to come in behind you and be enticed by those smells and dig up um, a rock versus whether if you're on soft ground, it's going to actually dig that area up and then make an even greater impact. So that's principle love, three, right? Yeah, let's talk about and it. And principle three is. Dispose of waste properly. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. going to talk about poo, guys. Yeah, this is the poop area. This is probably the the biggest hurdle that we face as guides when we bring new students out backpacking is, oh, my God, where do I poop? Or... Oh. They simply don't poop. Yeah, or yeah, right. <laughs> for the entire weekend, right, and then right. there's a whole other. We, we have seen many, many people holding it until the very end when we get to the Waffle House, and okay. then they're just like you know. Let's face it: your first time pooing in the woods. That that I mean, well, maybe not for you because you're a guy, but I mean, for me, my very first time, I, I was very hesitant. I was a little uncertain. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I get that. I, th- it's really no different. So um, <laughs> here's the thing. It's like I, I, we, we evolved from that. Um, we just got spoiled somewhere along the line in humanity where we felt that we needed to poop on a toilet. But here's the thing. So here, here's the general rule for leave no trays and the poop rule for all you new backpackers out there. Nothing's going to happen. It's going to be okay. So, (laughs) you know, you bring your biodegradable toilet paper, first of all. The main reason why you dig a cat hole, and yes, you're going to dig a hole and poop in the hole, okay, is that other animals are going to dig it up. And I know that sounds gross. If you guys are having your morning coffee or having a Danish right now listening to this podcast, I we completely apologize. But that's the truth. That is the reality of the situation out in the out in the wilderness. So you want to dig a cat hole deep enough that you can you can kind of squat, dump it in there, and then bury it. 
So yeah, your rules around six to eight inches, but right. I mean, really, I just you do the best at you it can. Like the shoe size. You do the best you can. Yeah. You know, you, you, do. you do the best you can, and but you definitely want to uh, poop and urinate away from your water stream. You know, so it's usually two hundred feet um, away from your closest water stream or your creek, um, because that's highly important, uh, and. Um, and you want to bury it the best way you can. Look, is it going to be uncomfortable? Yeah. Um, is it going to be different than your normal routine? Yeah, it will be. But you're not you're not doing anything wrong. It's it's not it's not uncomfortable. It it it's not it's a it's a very natural thing. It's very natural. So if you can just think about, you know, look, I've got to go. I'm out in the wilderness. Um, bears do it. Animals do it. They have no problem with doing it. My dog does it, usually right in front of everybody. True. <laughs> you know, they don't have any shame in it. So, um, you know, just go do your business and you do the best you can uh, with burying it. And uh, and that's it, you know, right? Yeah, that's about it. Um, I mean, women, I'm just going to, I'm going to go there for a go second. I've got to go there. I may leave the room. <laughs> come back um i you know please don't ever leave feminine hygiene products in the hole um please carry those back out with you um those are not biodegradable they never will be biodegradable and um you have a responsibility if you um, are enjoying nature to allow the next person behind you years from now enjoy it as well. Um, animals are gonna be drawn to that, so please pack it out. And I just I have a general rule of thumb. I just carry baby powder in a Ziploc bag, a double Ziploc bag, and I accept it as part of the gig, and I move on. And there's no smell attached to that. It is what it is, and I feel I feel good about not leaving my trace that way. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is, you know. I mean, it, it, you know, I don't. It's I, all part of it. It's, it's all all part yeah. of the experience, and that should never, ever, ever um, distract you or or make you, um, you know. Uh, trepidatious from going out in the backcountry and enjoying and, and enjoying a few days out in the wilderness by thinking, oh my God, what if I have to go to the bathroom? Well, you know, we've been doing it for a million years, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it's just all part of, it's all part of, of nature. It's all part of, but the, the thing is, is that you just want to be good stewards and, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm gonna bust my dog out of here for a minute. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he deserves I'm, that. You guys, I'm about to get brutally honest, um, <laughs> and have no fear about what I'm about to say. Um, the the reason why you wanna um, dig a big cat hole and poop in the cat hole and pee on a rock when you can is because. Animals don't really care about your cleanliness. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, my dog, he just, he will dig that up in a second. He 
has this like sick <laughs> desire to oh, roll no. in what you leave. So <laughs> for the yeah. love of God. Well, I think you're I think Cal actually digs it up and I think Dino rolls it. I think it's True. like a team effort. It is for a sure. team effort. But But that's the that is the reality of the situation. You know, I know is that gross? Yeah. Um, do we, you know, we, none of us experience that at, at home, um, but it, it's the wilderness and, and it's a wild place and things need to be as they are. And so don't ever let that distract you. Um, that, believe me, th- this, this principle of leave no trace is a big one. And we have had people not go backpacking solely for the fact that they're afraid. They're frightened to to, to poop, poop in, the, in the, woods. the woods and it really is not a big deal once you do it um all the I fear mean, goes away yeah i mean i've been doing it for 20 years my god i i mean i don't even think about it anymore right. but you know having said that um i you know i get it for the new people but just just it's a it's a natural thing it's it is so natural just think of it as try to get into a zen moment <laughs> just you know, go to your happy place, squat, do a dig a hole. I mean, it's good. Take the map with you for reading material. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you think we've expired the poo topic yeah, for a second? I think we're done. All right, but here's another thing about um, you know, dispose of waste properly. It's not just the poo, but it's everything that you bring into the woods with you. Or it's all I mean, food. I keep saying woods. There's desert. There's jungle. There's. Yeah. It's all. Everything that you, it's the pack it in, pack it out mythology. Um, the, the rule of thumb. Um, yeah, you guys, here's the thing. Do not, if you are eating food in, in um, when you bring food in the backcountry, well, I don't care, camping, car camping, I, I could care less. What If you're going to eat, take, take your food back out with you, okay? If you have a campfire going on in the backcountry, um, when you're backpacking and you think you're going to burn your garbage, I can guarantee you that it's the wrong thing to do. Never, ever, ever, ever burn your trash in a campfire. The reason why is because my domesticated dog, domesticated dog, the first thing he does when he we get to a campsite, he goes into the campfire pit. Why? Because he smells food. Well, if my domesticated dog can smell food in the campfire, so can every single living piece of wildlife in that in that wilderness area. And so when if you don't want to have an encounter with a bear, okay, this is for people that don't go backpacking because they're afraid of a bear, then tell your friends don't burn trash in the campfire because that's what they smell. So Take everything out with you. I can't believe I can't tell you how many Campbell's soup cans I've picked out of a campfire. Um, they do not burn. Uh, Mountain House freeze dried food bags, they do not burn all the way. There's still food in it. People get full, they can't eat their food. What do they do? They throw in the fire, thinking, Oh, well, I've done that. Pack out everything you can um, to make sure that you are not leaving anything behind. Uh, not only for the next person, but for the wildlife who's going to associate humans with food. Yeah, and something we practice and something we actually teach in, in our like boot camps with, with new people. And anytime we take anybody out there, you know, we try to instill the idea of, you know, picking up trash along the way. How many granola bar wrappers or pieces of the top that you rip off never actually make it back into your pocket um there's so much stuff out there that you can pack back out with you um if you look at it 
and you're stepping over it, step right back, take two steps backward, pick it up, pack it out. Um, so leave what you find. That That's actually not what I just said. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> but it is a principle and it's a big principle. Yeah, and they're really talking about like artifacts and, <laughs> and you know, and, um, and, you know, look, when you're on the trail, um, specifically, I mean, I'm just going to pick the Smokies because it's kind of in our backyard. But yeah. when, when you're hiking along um, any kind of um, any kind of trail, especially in the Smokies, is that you're going to come across graveyards. You're going to come across old homesteads. You're going to come across um, historical landmarks. We have a ton in Georgia, by the way, you know, sawmills, old paper mills. And imagine that if every single person that hiked along that trail picked up a piece of brick from that old sawmill. Well, by the time a next generation came, there'd be nothing there. So Leave No Trace is really about preserving what was there before you got there. So when you, when you, when you see it and you're like, oh my God, look at this is like a really cool piece of American history or uh, a cultural history, um, leave it. Don't mess with it. It's it's it wasn't. It, they didn't build it for you, and so you know, um, leave it for the next person to find for themselves, and then it, it will be it, it'll be preserved. If, if if we want these cultural landmarks and these um, these pieces of history to stay with us when we are we're hiking on the trail. And that, that's the beauty of the trail is that, you know, you get to see these things. You get to see the pieces of Americana or our cultural history. In the West, it's all about, it's all about Native American history out in the West. It's all about, you know, like, you know, um, like when we were hiking in Arizona, oh my God. Oh, it was absolutely fascinating. I mean, we, to... we, we, we found a beautiful piece of uh, uh, Native American history, and we had a choice of whether we wanted to camp inside of this. And um, for a split moment, don't think we didn't no, think we about, doing about it. No, we thought about it. But you know what? It was the wrong thing to do. Right. So we walked away, but. Because we, we could have destroyed it by one kick of the. I mean. You know, yeah. it was all made out of stone on a cliff. We could have destroyed that thing. And exactly. And, you know, I remember um, hiking in South Dakota. I, I, we were going climbing. And, and to get to that climbing area, we had to pass this trail. And it was just sprinkled with these old mines. And I was so impressed with the... And I was so enthralled by the amount of artifacts that were sprinkled all over the place. And it was such a beautiful discovery. And had everybody before me taken little bits and pieces with them, I would have never gotten to experience that. And it's just those little moments in time that you get to stumble across when you're out there. And as, <laughs> as you know inviting as it is to snag something um please don't please leave it where it's at it's yeah. let let everybody after you get a piece of what you experience yeah and i think that's what they're they're really i think that's what they mean and what so what's next uh respect wildlife oh that's a huge gigantic one yeah and this runs deep and in, in so many ways but i think <laughs> Okay, look, we're impeding on their territory. Well, it's their home. Yeah. Like, nobody would like, nobody would like a stranger breaking into your house and taking a picture 
while you're in bed sleeping. <laughs> okay, that takes it to creep level, but yeah. but no, it is creep level. But imagine you know these <laughs> these imagine wildlife out there. You know, people are running up up to this. You know, what like deer or or bear or you know whatever, and you know all of a sudden you've got your 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 camera out trying to take a selfie. Right. I mean it's they're they're like I mean, i'm sure if they had a thought it would be like you know you know what the f you know what i mean it was <laughs> like what what do you what do you people do i'm trying to eat here and um you know get out of my face get out of my face <laughs> so it it's like this it's like if you know the biggest thing that i hear and i really get it kind of like irks me a little bit is that People are like, well, uh, man, the bear just came running at me. I didn't really know what to do. I just, uh, well, yeah, because everyone before you has fed the bear. <laughs> you know, you know what I yeah. mean. You were just the unlucky son of a bitch that the bear associated food with. You know, um, so it, it just that that portion of leave no trace. If I can say anything, is you are passing your ethical behavior you are passing that on to the next person if you don't want to screw over the next person don't <laughs> feed the wildlife don't screw with them just leave them alone they're called wild life i mean what do you expect they're not called domesticated life they're not a pet you know i mean mm. just and, you know, the biggest thing out West is that because we've encroached in um, all this territory and in the wilderness areas and we've developed and we've built and, um, uh, you know, mountain lions habitats that they've, no, they've got nowhere to go. Was that leave no trace? No, of course it wasn't. We encroached, we built in, 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 their, in their area. So, you know, when... When Puffy the Poodle gets eaten on the back porch, well, people are, oh my God. Well, yeah, well, because you didn't leave no trace. You, you know, <laughs> you, you built a house in someone else's home. So, I mean, that the that's the only thing I, I can say about You could talk respect all day long about that. Oh, I, we could do a whole podcast on that. You know, and I think it's important. Those backpacking with dogs, we backpack with dogs always, always have likely always will and it, it goes into that as well like your dog is going to chase wildlife i mean that's innate in the dog just like it's innate in us to want to see them that's the whole reason we go out there is you know you want to be close to these things so your dog will chase them leave them unleashed you know when you can or somehow allow the you know control your dog from from disturbing them yeah we we've run into we've run into bear before on the trail and and yeah and, and the very frightening the very first thing i mean without even looking at we don't even we don't even stop and um try to look at what we just see the, we if we're backpacking with our dogs the very first thing we do is is to secure our dogs the very first thing. Absolutely. So, you know, you just you just want to respect. This is their home. This is their life. Um, 
You know, you respect where they live because you are in their house. And we should be so grateful to be invited into that home. You know, wildlife really doesn't want anything to do with you. Um, we right. want something to do with them. So um, think about it as, you know, they're they're allowing us to be there and in, enjoy it. But keep your distance. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know. Um, we go out to we go outdoors to enjoy and reconnect or connect with 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 nature. Um, it, it makes no difference why you're going out there backpacking, hiking, camping. It, it really doesn't make any difference. But when we're out there, I think the biggest takeaway from this show is that we are in somebody else's home. We would love to think that you know we own that piece of land. But if we want to keep enjoying nature, we, we need to respect other people that are coming behind us. Um, and we need to respect we need to respect wildlife and their habitat. I mean that that's the biggest thing. you know we, we want we want to make it you know comfortable for everybody to go out there and enjoy, but at the same time, we just have to be good stewards of our environment. So our, our kids, you know, really. So, you know, the next generation of backpackers, the next generation of outdoor enthusiasts can enjoy the same thing that we enjoyed, right? Right. And one of those ways is minimizing campfire impacts. Oh, man, that's huge. Okay. So number one reason you should, you know, minimize your campfire impact is, is really boils down back to the animal. Yep. I mean, it truly does. I mean, they they are going to smell what is in that fire. You you cook food over that fire. You throw food in that fire. I assure you that that animal is going to beeline straight there, whether you're gone or you're there. They know it's a place to come. And then you, you know, you're teaching the animal that that is a source for them. Well, you're teaching them it's a food source, right? Absolutely. Right, absolutely. And so your encounter with them is even greater, which is even more detrimental to the whole scenario of Leave No Trace. But, um, but, but, okay, so I think we've, like, really kind of explained that situation. But I think it also, something that you may not think about is if they're eating human food, you're actually hurting the animal and it and it goes it goes so much broader than you know them understanding that humans equal food you're actually introducing to their digestive system something that they are not accustomed to to digesting or intaking and that can leave detrimental effects to that animal well yeah and it's it's even it's it's like this if a bear ever associates a human with food and 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 believe me it happens in the smokies all the time so if a bear becomes aggressive that bear is dead it's simple as that if you've left food in the campfire that bear's gotten in the campfire and now that bear has associated humans with food in the next camping trip Right, car camping makes no difference. That bear comes back in that campground and starts aggressively, you know, screwing with people. Um, the Department of Natural Resources or whoever is uh, that governing uh, management um, uh, for that park, whatever, they will kill that bear. 
And we've seen Easy. that story time and time Absolutely, and time and time again. So you've killed the bear. You've, you know, you've killed whatever wildlife is in there by introducing something into their system that they're not supposed to have. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah. this is such a painful topic for me to talk well, about. But it, I mean, because it's truly, it is, is we, again are leaving a trace that ought not be there. Yeah, and the other reason, too, why you want to minimize your your, your campfire impact. Um, Let's talk about what's going on in Georgia, North Georgia right yeah, now. Yeah, we, we are in a, a severe drought. In fact, as we speak, as we're doing this podcast right now, um, today we, we actually um, we saw smoke. We could smell smoke in Atlanta, Georgia, from the mountains of northern Georgia. Because the winds change, and we have epic fires going on right now in the Cahada Wilderness area. So, and the tele- West experiences this all the time. Yeah, the West experiences it all the time. But it's really rare for us to experience it down here. And you know, all morning we could smell this just intense smoke, um, and it was just really alarming for it to be so close to home. And we're really dry right now. So, I mean, to 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 make sure that you're you're good stewards for your camp. I mean. We and seriously, Ariane and I, we have come up to campfires. I have, <laughs> I, oh man, we we have come up to campfires. We have come to a campground um, a day later, and the campfire is still smoldering. Yeah. So, look, if you you know, just be good. If if you are if you are in a wilderness situation and um, you've got to make camp. And you're going to be in an undesignated, undesignated camp area, um, and you need to build a fire, right? Make sure before you leave that campfire is out, and you have completely destroyed that campfire ring. Um, so if I came upon it the next day, I wouldn't even know that that campfire would have been there. That's called leave no trace. So um, designated areas, um, designated camp areas. Um, make sure that you're not destroying that that campfire ring. Make sure you you're not bringing it bigger. And for the love of everything that is holy, <laughs> make sure the campfire's out. Out when you are leaving your campsite. And that that's all you car campers out there. Make sure that when you drive away, the campfire is extinguished. It's out. It's gone. It's not going to catch fire on anything else. Correct. It takes one. Gust of wind and one little measly little spark, and you've got. Well, yeah, the North Georgia mounds are what uh, three and a half hours away from us, and we smelled smoke all day. So I mean, yeah, and I mean, you know, then there's no proof that that was from a campfire, but no, it happens, right. and it is, and a lot of the times it is derived from that. Okay, we got one more to go, guys. It's it's very simple. It's very moral. It's be considerate of other visitors. Uh, the old I respect mean, of other visitors. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's really treat others as you would like to be treated. Well, and I think that's um, that's probably geared more for, well, I know what it's geared for. Um, look, you know, when you go into a state park and you go into a, a national park, uh, most, most places have what they call quiet time. That's because people that are out there actually want to enjoy the nature you know, the they want sounds. the sounds of nature. <laughs> they don't want to hear your radio blasting, and they just don't want to hear, you know, noise. They, you know, I mean, they they're, they're trying to connect or trying to 
to find a reason to be out in nature, whatever that, whatever that is, you know, I, it, there's a hundred million reasons, right? But um, they'll just respect your neighbor. That, that's, I think that's, that's it, right? I mean, just respect your neighbor. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, <laughs> it's I don't know what to basic. say. It's, it's, ba- it's pretty basic, you know. <laughs> it's oh, pretty yeah. basic. Just, you know, you know, the other person next to you is probably there for the same reason you are there. Um, or we hope they are anyway. And so, you know, there's no reason to, um, you know, like blare music or blare sounds or distract your neighbor from trying to enjoy nature. So just, just respect. And that, and that goes all the way back to any of the other principles. Um, you know, if you're going to go, if, if you're car camping, you're going to bed that night, don't leave a roaring fire going on, <laughs> you know, next, just make sure that you've done your due diligence. So everybody around you can enjoy what they're there to enjoy for. Right. right? Yeah. So three letters, L N T. Yeah. Leave no trace. And leave no trace.org uh, or LN, www.lnt.org. You can take a free awareness class and just learn the seven principles, man. I mean, just it, it's if you love nature, it's it's part of your responsibility to know um, how to provide, you know, like nature gives you something, right? So you're going to give nature back. And I think one of the reasons, one of the ways you can give nature back is to at least be. Um, good stewards and to take the awareness class on uh, lnt.org leave no trace uh, website and you know just kind of know that and so when you're out there you you're self-aware exactly it's really a set of like moral guidelines to follow um, so that everybody has the same exact experience that you're having so that's the way i like to see it nobody likes rules so that's why they're called principles right (laughs) Right. and it's really it's really just your moral compass steering you in the right direction with making decisions out there yeah for everybody else for other people exactly hey guys thanks for listening we really appreciate it and we will see you next thursday same time, same podcast. Hey, check out our website, www.thebackpacker.tv, and make sure you subscribe to our email list so we can shoot you a whole bunch of cool stuff. We're um, actually in the process of starting a, um, a couple different online courses, so you definitely want to be a part of that. Um, and then don't forget every Thursday morning at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we are doing a live show. Um, you can catch us on our uh, the backpacker.tv or the Backpacker TV Facebook page. So go to that, like it, and then catch our show every Thursday morning at 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. Until then, leave no trace out there, guys. All right. We'll see you later. Thanks. Bye.